Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I'm going to start with a little bit of encouragement. Yes, I'm going to tell you that our topic is going to be talking about Daniel chapter 7 and the world government. That is, if we get to it. But first of all, it's time for a bit of encouragement. You see, we have been watching for the day that the judgment begins, the day that the wool would be removed from the eyes of the people, the day that the church wakes up, or the phrases could be numerous, but basically, apparently it's here. In other words, I think we've reached the point to where now there's beginning to be a little a little bit of shaking, a little bit of waking up. Now people are beginning to think, well, something's wrong here. I don't know if they've begun to think, oh, well, this is the end times. They haven't reached that conclusion yet, but it's close. Now, since I just mentioned to you the other day that we've had several people that are believing at this point judgment has begun. And as you recall, August the 8th, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What would you like to say? And I heard words, and it said, this is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded to my heart and said, as the judgment begins, so will my miracles. Miracles like no one has ever seen, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. No one that has ever lived has ever seen the miracles that are about to start. And then he downloaded to my heart is basically tell the people, that I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to meet the devil at every turn, step by step, inch by inch, pound for pound, everything the devil does, I'm going to be there to meet him. And I want to say to you today, in all of this storm, I understand, brothers and sisters, we've been watching for this. As the world panics, we prophecy students are not going to panic. We're remaining calm. We're thinking this is nothing yet. <laughs> this is just the beginning. Since we are prepared for the end, the beginning, well, this is nothing yet. Now, that's not to take away from the calamity of the sick people, the death, the virus, and the things that we do have to be concerned about. But I'm saying that I think that we have already reached the place in our heart to where we know that God is taking care of us. He is going to provide. He is going to protect. So we're calm during the storm. We know that this is only just the beginning, and you might say we battened down the hatches a long time ago. We gave our heart to the Lord a long time ago. If he asks us to do something, we've already given him our life, and so we're not worried about our life. We know that he's going to take care of us, and you know, Leslie and I have been laughing and having such a great time the last few days, not that we're rejoicing over the trouble. I would say that we're rejoicing and being ourselves in the trouble. <laughs> so we've just been our usual happy. Uh, we're not worried about these things. Uh, we made a few changes. Leslie came in and asked if I could turn the lights off in my, in my office today, trying to cut where we can. Uh, I have to be honest with you. I've been watching how much toilet paper I use lately because you can't buy it at the, at the grocery stores anymore. A few little things like that. I'm very annoyed with Everything on the news is coronavirus. But, you know, we prepared for this a long time ago. We did spiritually. We did physically. I'm going to say we did emotionally. We're ready. We're ready for the end times. Yes, there's a few things that we still need to get ready for, just like you. But that's okay. Now, I want to read Daniel chapter 7. I want to I go through that. In, not that it has too much to do with what's going on today, because everything these days is talking about the coronavirus. 
And I'm sick and tired of talking about the coronavirus. <laughs> so I'm going to read something that I think is really more important that we know. We're going to read about Daniel chapter 7. And this is about the four beasts. This is about the forming of the world government. But I'm going to explain it from a different point of view than you probably ever heard before. Instead, we're going to start with a vision that one of the most evil people that has ever lived on the planet was given. Albert Pike received a vision, which he described in a letter he wrote to his friend Mazzini, dated August 15, 1871. You may be saying, what? You mean you'd read something from a Satanist like that? Oh, but listen, you have to understand the devil has his plans, too. He knows he's going to be given the tribulation. He knows he's going to be given three and a half years of the rule. He has got certain plans, and he is running them like clockwork, and this is exposing his plans. It goes on to say this letter graphically outlines plans for three world wars that were seen as necessary to bring in the one world order or the one world government. The First World War. Okay, now, as I read through this, let's ask ourselves if he's correct. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you right up front. He's correct in the First and in the Second War. And I believe he's correct in the Third one, too. But it's going to reveal his plans. And guess what? It lines up perfectly with Bible prophecy. First World War. The First World War, he says, must be brought about in order to permit the Illuminati to overthrow the power of the czars in Russia. That happened? Yes, that happened and of making the country a fortress of atheistic communism. That happened too. The divergences caused by the agentur or agents of the Illuminati between the British and Germanic empires, that's correct too, which will be used to foment this war. At the end of the war, communism will be built and used to order to destroy other governments and in order to weaken the religions. Did you catch that? All perfectly correct. And it basically says that Russia was taken over and created to use atheistic communism to rise to destroy Christianity. There you go. Okay, now let's go to the Second World War. It says the Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists, or the Germans and the Israelis, or the Jews. Correct. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and that political Zionism be strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel and Palestine. During the Second World War, which, by the way, came to pass, international communism must be made strong enough in order to balance Christendom. Are you hearing that? So once again, the whole Second War was designed to raise communism and use that communism to destroy Christianity. Christianity, which would be then restrained, and held in check, this Christianity would then be restrained and held in check until the time that we would need it for a final social cataclysm. After the Second War, communism was made strong and even weaker governments. In 1945, at the Potsdam Conference between Truman Churchill and Stalin, a large portion of Europe was given to Russia, and communism moved into China. Okay, now let's look at what they planned for the Third World War, which is going to be the one between Russia attacking America, in my opinion. The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantages of the differences between the agents of the Illuminati, between the political Zionists, and the leaders of the Islamic world. So they're saying that there's going to be a war between Israel and the Arabs, or the Islamic world. Well, that's exactly what Dmitri was told, too. 
that they would go against. As a matter of fact, that's what Leslie was told, too, that they would. Here it is. Uh, headlines, January 2206. And the headlines were Omar ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need is refuses help to America. Israel has attacked America since troops. So the, the Arabs attack Israel. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. And then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri, the fall of America would start with an internal revolution. So it's saying that after America falls, probably because of some kind of earthquake, then the Islamists see their chance to attack the Zionists or the Arab world or the, the Muslims attack the, the Jews, is what it's saying. Let's go on. The war must be concluded in such a way that Islam and political Zionism mutually destroy each other, or basically the Arabs and Israeli mutually destroy each other. That, that's their plans, but you and I know that's not the way it happens. But let's go on. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of, here it is, this is important, complete physical, moral, spiritual, economical exhaustion. I'm going to read that again because I'm going to read that from the scriptures in just a second. That they will constrain to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion. In other words, World War III is designed to crush the whole world, basically the whole world's armies. Then we will unleash the nihilists and the atheists. What are the nihilists and the atheists? Those are the people that don't believe there is a God. And we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations that the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and the most bloody turmoil. What's all that saying? It's basically saying that after the whole world fights to total exhaustion, then they will bring up the nihilists, the atheists, all the people that don't believe in God, and they're going to cause more social cataclysm. Why? To show that you can't have a world in which people do not believe in a God. So first we take away the world's military by World War III. Then we take away uh, any question of whether there has to be a God or not. Okay, because all of the nihilist atheists rise up and they show everybody the world cannot exist without a God. People must have a God. And then guess what they're going to say? We all got to have, that's right, the same God, the beast, the Antichrist. Let's go on now. We'll show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, the origin of savagery and the most bloody turmoil. Then everywhere, the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries, in other words, the atheists, the people that don't believe in God. In other words, this is another further confirmation that America was destroyed in World War III because America represents Christianity. So the military is destroyed, America is destroyed, and after that there is just a bunch of savages roaming around. And they're demonstrating that society can't exist without a God. That's the whole point. Okay? They will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude, did, listen to this, disillusioned with Christianity. Okay, let's talk about that, that a second. Why would there be people disillusioned with Christianity? Well, for one, America fell. And what else? Because they didn't get taken out in a pre-trib or mid-trib or pre-wrath rapture. None of them were raptured out to save them. Disillusioned with Christianity whose deistic spirits from that moment will be without compass or direction. In other words, they walked away from Christianity because they didn't get raptured. The rapture disappointed. Anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, 
will receive, here it is, the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement, which will also follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism. That further confirms what I'm saying. Christianity is destroyed in World War III, and I believe that this is before the world government is formed. Both conquered and exterminated at the same time. As a matter of fact, if I had to guess, I would say this is probably on a, a few years away, but that's a guess. Now let's jump into Daniel chapter 7, and let me show you the same words. Now, I would like to read the whole chapter, but I just don't have time to get where I want to go. So I'm going to jump to Daniel chapter 7, verse 7. And in this vision I saw in the night visions, behold, a fourth beast. This is your world government, dreadful and terrible and strong exceedingly. And it had great iron teeth. Here it is. Here's the words. And it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. Devoured, break in pieces, stamp the residue with the feet of it. Does that sound like mutually destroy each other? Does that sound like fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economical exhaustion? In other words, when the fourth beast rises, and he does not rise until there is a world government. Okay, got to have the world government, got to have the ten horns before you can have the little horn, which we're going to go on and read that. Okay, so... And it was diverse. Now, that word diverse is really big, and I wish I could show you this in a PowerPoint because that word diverse is actually found three times in the seventh chapter. And that is talking about, in my opinion, I believe it's talking about someone that is not born in the image of God, something that is not human. He says, was diverse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. I consider the horns. This is talking about the whole world government, I consider the world government as in place. And behold, I came up among them another little horn. Here's your beast or the Antichrist, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. So once there is a world government formed where they divide the seven continents into 10 global regions, once the global regions are formed, there'll be another 11th person, 11th horn, horn means ruler, that will rise up and overcome three of them. That's the Antichrist. So you can forget about this. You will not see the Antichrist until you see a world government. You will not see the Antichrist until you see an 11th member fight and destroy three of the other members and take over them. That will be, that's how you're going to spot the, the Antichrist at the very earliest point. So we're in verse 8. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn. There's your Antichrist. Before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. And behold, in this horn were the eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. That confirms two things. Some people think, oh, the Antichrist is not really a person. It's really just a system. Well, Bible says right there, had the eyes like the eyes of a man. Okay, that's a real person. And a mouth speaking great things. That fits in with Revelation 13. And was given to him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given to him to continue 42 months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God. To blaspheme his name is tabernacle. And them that dwell in heaven. It's the same words. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 10. And it says, And a fiery, ish, a fiery stream issued and came forth before him. That's talking about the ancient of days or the father. Thousand thousand ministered unto him and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set. Okay, when is the judgment set? The judgment is set actually twice. The judgment is set for those in Christ, and that's set on trumpets. Ten days later, the judgment is set when the books are opened, and that happens on atonement. So when it says the judgment is set, the books is opened, that is the last time anyone is judged. That's on the day of atonement. Then it says, 
And these are the real interesting parts. I beheld him because of the voice. I remember there was a guy that I saw in a meeting one time, and he stood up, and when he, he spoke, he wasn't talking loud. It's just that he had a voice that just shook everybody in the room, just this amazing voice. I think probably the most amazing voice I've ever heard in my life. That's the kind of voice the Antichrist or the beast is going to have. I beheld him because of the voice of the great words which the horn spake. That's the Antichrist. And I beheld even till the beast was slain, and his body is destroyed, and given to the burning flame. Now, notice it didn't say his spirit was destroyed, because the beast is not destroyed. His body is destroyed, but he is tossed into the lake of burning fire with fire and brimstone, where the false prophet and Lucifer are, and he spent their uh, day and night for all eternity, and that's where the other people that take the mark of the beast are also tossed. However, the point is, this is the judgment is set, the books are open, and the very first person that is judged, the very first person is the beast. That's the reason verse 11 says, I beheld him because of the voice of the great words. So, when the judgment is set, that means no one else is saved, no one else falls away. That's when the books are open and every person is judged according to the, the things written in the books, according to their works, the Bible says. Then the first person judged is the beast. And the beast is then, as he, he comes up with his voice of great words, trying to talk himself uh, into surviving, but he's not. Instead, the beast is slain, his body destroyed, and give it to the burning flame. Then, as concerning the rest of the beasts, what? What are the rest of the beasts? Those are those people that did not receive the mark of the beast, so they aren't tossed into the lake that burns the fire and brimstone for eternal damnation, but they didn't receive Jesus either, so they don't get eternal life. So they are allowed to live, beginning on trumpets, their last trumpets, they're allowed to live for up to a thousand years. But at any one time they sin, a morning star judge shows up, hits them with a morning star, which is a light sword. They fall to the ground and pile of ashes and bones, destroying both body and soil. soul, which is the reason it says, as concerning the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away. So these are leaders and rulers that are extremely evil. Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and time. They're allowed to live up to a thousand years. This is talking about Jesus' return. Verse 13. And I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, thus Jesus, came with the clouds of heaven. Now, again, those are not white cumulus clouds. That is when eternity, which is darkness, enters into time. That's when the heavens roll back like a scroll. That's when the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. That's when he that is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. Means that from that day on, no one else gets saved. No one else falls away. The Son of Man came with clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. That's the Father. And they brought him near before him. That's at the marriage supper of the Lamb. And there was given him dominion, glory, and a kingdom. And all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion, or his rulership, is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away and his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. Now, you may be saying, wait a minute, I thought you said that this is on the day of trumpets. This is a picture on the day of trumpets. And then when it says, and they brought him near before him. See, that's the whole point is Revelation and even sometimes Daniel are out of order. And that's the point of my book, because when he showed me the secret door vision, he showed me that that one word, first fruits, links the feasts of Leviticus 23 to the prophecies in Revelation, specifically Revelation 14.4. And then as a result, it showed you how all of the feasts lay out the pattern 
so that all of the prophecies of Revelation fit in that pattern. And that's what I explain in my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. The back of it has two large charts to explain for the first time. I believe for the first time, not because I'm smart, I believe it's because judgment just hit. God is bringing this information to his people so that they can teach Bible prophecy and so that they can understand Bible prophecy, understand these last days. Now, let me go back to my point here. So Daniel 7, 13 and 14 is talking about a time when Jesus returns with the clouds of heaven. That's the day of trumpets. But then it backs up and says, and he will come to the ancient of days. That's the marriage supper of the Lamb. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, it is not about us. We are only given a wedding garment. And then about four months later on the Feast of Trumpets, then we return with Jesus on a white horse. It is about Jesus. And at the marriage supper of the Lamb, Jesus is crowned. He moves from being Lamb of God to the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He changes from being the Prince of the Kings of the earth to becoming the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He has given many crowns. He's given a vesture dipped in blood and a white horse. And that's where he comes near before the Father, near before the Ancient of Days, and that's where he has given a kingdom and glory and dominion. And his kingdom is that is an everlasting kingdom that will not pass away, not be destroyed. So this is what it's talking about. We're coming to a world government. Now, let me confirm something else that talks about Revelation 13. Let's go to Daniel chapter 7, verse 20. And the ten horns that were in his head, this is the ten well, the seven continents divided into ten global regions. And each one of those global regional ruler has a horn and has a crown, and they blaspheme God. That's what it's saying. And the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up before whom three fell, there's your beast, even of that horn had eyes, and the mouth that spake very great things. This is the interpretation. Whose look was more stout than his fellows. That word stout means greater. So this guy, the beast, it's telling us he is the best looking, the best speaking, the most intelligent. He's the best of the best of the best on top of the best, best, best. No one has ever been such an outstanding guy in the eyes of the flesh of the people as this guy. Then verse 21, I beheld in the same horn, meaning the beast, made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Well, that's what Revelation 13 says. And he made war with the saints and powers given him to continue 42 months, and he opened his mouth and blasphemed against God. To blaspheme his name is tabernacle in them that dwell in heaven. So when it says he made war with the saints, probably some bullets too, but it's mostly a war of words. Now, this is my point. Brothers and sisters, if we're getting rattled by the coronavirus, we're, we're this just starting, okay? There's nothing yet, okay? We've got to be standing on the rock. We have to understand that the war has only just begun. The miracles, I believe, are right around the corner. And this war with the saints, it's its only in the early phases. I mean, the beast has not even arrived yet. So we don't, we're not even in the fall of America yet. So we've still got a lot of things to happen in the future. But those that do know their God should be strong and do exploits. But we have to understand that this guy's objective, verse 23, is to devour the whole earth and tread it down and break it in pieces. When's he do that? I think he does that in World War III, but it doesn't stop at World War III. Then he continues on and on and on. Let me jump to verse 25. And who shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, that's you and me, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until a time, that's one year, and times with an S on it, 
So that's two years and the dividing of time or three and a half years. That's the same thing Revelation says in several places. So he's given three and a half years to rule over the saints. He's not. See, the tribulation is seven years, but he didn't get to rule that whole seven years. Part of it is his overcoming the three other people. Now, here we are with this coronavirus. And I'm going to say that what we prophecy students need to be doing when we have extra time, I think we need to be opening our King James Bible and we need to be reading. We need to be memorizing. We need to be preparing. Yes, by the way, uh, I think Heaven's Harvest now is either out of food or pretty much uh, close to out of food. But I understand that here another three or four weeks, they asked me to say four or five weeks, but actually I think it's three or four weeks. They're going to have some more food. So, yes, I know that there's still food in the grocery store, but that food, if your electricity goes out, how much of that food is going to go bad pretty quick? Whereas you get this long-term emergency food, and it does not need electricity to keep it good. And so my suggestion is go to heavensharvest.com, heavensharvest.com, and put in the promo code STAN, S-T-A-N, promo code STAN, and then place you an order. My recommendation is that you have at least, at least a month worth of food for every person in your family, which I think is three buckets, you know, three of each of the assorted buckets there. But the real suggestion is that you have at least a year, at least a year for every person in your family that come in these like five gallon square buckets so they can stack up, need to keep them out of the real cold and out of the real big bad heat. And you'll at least have food. And also at heavensharvest.com, they also have water filters available too. So I would say in closing, stay calm, get your King James Bible out, get into your prayer closet, pray and praise the Lord, and he will take care of you as best can be taken care of. Take care of you better than you can take care of you. What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? Would you tell them? Well, most would. So what is the most important information in the world to all people, nations, and languages? The most important thing to do is to receive Jesus. But the most important thing not to do is don't take the mark of the beast because those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are eternally tormented in hell. Revelation fourteen eleven says, The smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever, and they have no rest day or night who worship the beast in his image, or whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. But how do you tell them? Give them the book, miss the mark. If they'll read this simple, thin, easy-to-read book, they will never take the mark of the beast. One for 20, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10 to give away. One set of 10 for 30, two sets 45, four sets 70 at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. Miss the mark at prophecyclub.com. In 2017, God blessed me by helping me to memorize the book of Revelation just as a simple project. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. 
Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. I don't want you to get one book for $20. I want you to get five books for $30 or 10 for 55 It's called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, available at prophecyclub.com. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. One for 20 No, 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 don't do that. You want to get five for 30 or the best deal, 10 for 55 prophecyclub.com. In that you know the internet is going away one day, it is a good idea to actually have the disc. However, at watchprophecyclub.com, you can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. That's $6,000 worth of information at watchprophecyclub.com. That's watchprophecyclub.com. What a deal. The easiest way to listen and watch Prophecy Club YouTube videos is to download our free app from the App Store. This is not to be confused with WatchProphecyClub.com, where you can watch 26 years and over 300 DVDs for a subscription of $20 a month to $200 a year. The app allows you to watch our YouTube videos and listen to our radio programs very easily. Go check it out at your app store.